on 20 in a row, Wax 104.5 on this Friday morning, and it's pretty nice. If you're just rolling out, you don't have to wear all kinds of heavy underwear today. we got 26 right now. We'll get about 40 today and partly sunny, so leave the underwear at home and take the sunglasses along. I think you'll be in better shape. And again, a pretty nice weekend. 38 on Saturday, mostly sunny. Clouds start moving in on Sunday, 32, but... Man, it's even 20-some degrees up in Grand Forks, North Dakota this morning. So when it's that warm up there, you know that uh, things are things are pretty good across the country weather. All right, we've got 5 o'clock, about a minute after, actually. And this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some of the news of the day. NBC News Radio, I'm Brian Pierce. House Democrats are trying to put pressure on President Trump and Senate Republicans to end the partial government shutdown. The House passed a package of Democratic-sponsored bills. One would provide money to run six agencies through the end of September, and another would fund the Department of Homeland Security through the first week of February. Neither bill includes money for the southern border wall that Trump wants. If the partial government shutdown goes on for weeks, it could delay Americans getting their tax refunds. Brian Shook has details. The IRS is one of the departments shut down as President Trump and congressional Democrats argue over funding a border wall. As the shutdown continues, the IRS says Americans can still file their 2018 tax returns, but they will not be able to process any refunds until after the shutdown ends. For now, only 12.5% of the 10,000 IRS employees are working. That number could increase once tax filing season picks up steam later this month. Brian Shook, NBC News Radio. Mexico wants the U.S. to investigate the use of tear gas against a group of migrants trying to cross the border. The New York Times reports Mexico's foreign ministry sent a diplomatic note to the U.S. Embassy requesting a thorough investigation of two instances of American agents near San Diego sending tear gas over the border. The Congressional Black Caucus now has more members than ever. California Representative and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi welcomed 55 black lawmakers during the swearing-in ceremony. As Speaker of the House, it is my honor to welcome all of you to congratulate uh, the new leadership and welcome the new members of Congress uh, to be part of this transformative Congress. The CBC was founded in 1971 with only 13 members, but now in the 116th Congress, five of its members will be committee chairs. And Forbes magazine says Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg was the biggest loser last year, seeing his net worth fall by nearly $19 billion. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. $19 billion. His income fell by $19 billion. wonder what in the world his income was before that. Mine fell a little bit, too. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I know and, uh, when we took our farm tour to Hawaii uh, last year, we were on the island of Kauai, and he bought a whole bunch of land on Kauai overlooking the ocean. He put a big wall around it, and so some of the neighbors... Wow. In uh, the neighborhood that used to be able to look out at the ocean, can't see the ocean anymore because wow. this knucklehead built a big wall over there. Well, I mean, it's uh, so he's and Oprah is not the best liked person in Maui either because <laughs> of some of the things uh, she's done over there. She bought a whole bunch of land and closed a road so you can't get from the upcountry Maui back down to the coast. It's about a 10 minute drive on that yeah. road. And now you got to go about 40, 45 minutes all the way around because Oprah closed the road, even though she never uses it either. So <laughs> these were... stars get over there, and these rich people get to Hawaii, and they buy a lot of land, and uh, the locals just don't like them. Yeah, we were thinking about doing that down on Iman Ridge, and it didn't go so well, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, it uh, it is what it is. $19 billion wow. he lost in one year. That is unbelievable. And what's the world going to be with fewer IRS agents? Man, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's going to get everybody's attention, I think, Boy, I when guess they, it is. they hear that. What do you mean I'm not going to get my tax refund? Uh, you'll, <laughs> you'll get it. It just uh, depends on yeah. when. So interesting stuff in the news this morning. I mean, how can you imagine that? How much is the guy worth if he lost $19 billion? We'll research that. Wow, that's unbelievable. All right, we got other things to do here. Get back to reality. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll take a look at the morning weather and, of course, markets and a whole lot more. Friday morning at Wax, almost six minutes after.
after the hour. When farming, prices fluctuate, whether it is feed, milk, or livestock prices. Hi, this is Michelle from Tureen Livestock Market in Thorpe. One thing that is consistent, we at Tureen Livestock Market will work to get the best prices for your livestock. We're not a cooperative. We're family-owned and operated. Our sales are every Monday and Wednesday, and we're conveniently located one and a half miles north of Thorpe on Highway 73. Give us a call at 715-669-7127 because at Tureen Livestock Market, we're always striving to be the best market of choice for your livestock. Bush Brothers and Company is looking for full-time, second- or third-shift plant operators in the Augusta, Wisconsin location. Responsibilities include all aspects of production, labeling, and shipping of food products. Experience with manufacturing equipment and forklift for material handling is preferred but not required. You'll be trained on multiple jobs. Compliance with quality and safety standards is a must. Must be able to work some overtime. A high school diploma or equivalent is required. Starting pay is $17.50. Pay increases as new skills are obtained. Internal postings can be a source for promotion into other career paths such as maintenance, technician, coordinator, and manager when performance and education requirements are met. Benefits include medical plan at $0 premium to employee, education reimbursement plan, pension plan, 401k plan, profit sharing plan, and others. Please apply in person, fax, email, or send resume with cover letter to Employment Team, 600 South Bush Brothers Drive, Augusta, Wisconsin, 54722, or email au underscore resumes at bushbros.com and fax 715-286-1140. Bush Brothers and Company is an equal opportunity employer. Well, before we get to the weather and the markets, <laughs> first things first, we talk about these uh, Powerball and Mega Millions, you know, $360 million. And then you hear in the news this morning that Zuckerberg from Facebook is losing $19 billion this year because of the stock market. We were speculating what he's worth, and Scott put his fast fingers to the computer. What's it say Zuckerberg is worth? Zuckerberg is worth $53.8 billion. He's worth 53. I'd be happy with a point eight. Man, oh, man. Who's uh, who's the richest on there? They got that list? I think Bill Gates is still okay. up on top. Uh, he's $94 million about. Wow. Yeah. Unimaginable. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. All right, well, <laughs> let's get back to reality with some numbers that uh, you and I can comprehend. First of all, the weather, then we'll get to the markets. Weather, boy, it continues to be awfully nice for January. We're looking for a high today, right around 40 degrees, partly to mostly sunny today, down to about 25 tonight, clear skies. And, you know, usually this time of the year when it clears out at night, it gets cold, but not so now. 25 and clear overnight. Tomorrow, 38, and again, should see sunshine. Sunday, some clouds moving in. We'll be in the low to mid-30s, upper 30s on Monday. Cloudy again, maybe some precipitation moving through, so be careful of that. And Tuesday... 32 and cloudy. So, boy, not a bad forecast. Right now in Green Bay, it's 31. Milwaukee's at 36. Madison Sun Prairie at 35. Wausau at 31. Marshfield at 30. Rice Lake at 28. 29 in La Crosse. And again, 26 here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area. And just out of curiosity, I wasn't on that list, was I? Yeah, no, I didn't make the list either. Oh, didn't you? Okay, no. well, that's why, I guess that's why we're still working. We're, yeah. we're still trying. All right, almost nine minutes after 5 o'clock, we'll check the Friday morning markets. The markets this morning brought to you by... Bobcat Plus, Chippewa Falls, and Osseo. Tough jobs demand tough equipment. Bobcat loaders from Bobcat Plus answer the challenge for those tough jobs, like the new M-Series loaders. More power, more performance, more comfort. There's a Bobcat loader that's perfect for your job. But don't just take my word on it. Hi, this is Bob Bosold. See the compact material handling equipment experts at Bobcat Plus and let their specialists show you the growing lineup of Bobcat equipment. Visit Bobcat Plus in Butler, Waukesha, De Pere, Appleton, Osseo, or Chippewa Falls. Bobcat Plus, working the state of Wisconsin, one customer at a time. And on this Friday morning, Bobcat Plus bringing us our early morning look at the markets. And Scott, cash livestock trade here as we get to the end of the week. What are the numbers? You know what, Bob? Here it is. Fed beef. I got it. Fed beef steers are at 115 to 118 and a half. Fed beef heifers at 113 to 117 and a quarter. Fed Holstein steers, 85 to 90. Cows are at 52 to 57. Bulls, 55 to 65 and a half. Butcher hogs, 26 to 28. Sows, 25 to 28. Boars, 8 and down. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are at 120 to 130. And feeder lambs are 50 to 220. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, let's move on and let's take a look at the futures market. At the Mercantile Exchange, live cattle contracts closed for February. 
at 123.22. That's down 30 cents. April at 125.40, down 37.5. June 116.77, also down 37.5. August live cattle, 114.27, down 20. Feeder cattle for January at 146.52, down 142. March feeders, 144.45, down a buck and a half. April 145.22, down 137. May at 145.70, down 127. Hogs for February, 62.15. That was up 45. April hogs, 67.42, down 12. May hogs at 74.02, up 20 cents. And June at 82.27, up a half a dollar. On the Board of Trade, prices are higher. Cheap corn and wheat. Our corn right now is the cheapest corn in the world. And uh, people are finding out that uh, there's some pretty cheap feed out there. And that's uh, it's finding buyers. And also soybeans going higher on dry Brazilian weather. March corn up a penny in the overnight trade at 380 a bushel. March oats at 279. The wheat up about another three cents for March at 517. Soybeans five cents higher than uh, yesterday's close in the overnight trade. Up a nickel now at 917. And soybean meal up 60 cents a ton at $317.30. Cheese prices unchanged in Chicago yesterday. Barrels 130 and a quarter. The blocks 141 and three quarters. Double A butter up three and a quarter at 225. January class three up two at 1432. February up two at 1477. March up seven at 1514. April up three at 1551. May up four at 1585. Prices higher through September of uh, this year. So again, nice weather, 26 degrees currently, give or take a degree or two or three where you're at this morning, and it'll get around 40 degrees, and we should see more sunshine this morning. On 20 in a row, Wax 104.5, almost 16 minutes after 5 o'clock. Again, about 26 degrees now, and we'll get up to about 40. Today should see some sunshine as well. Scott, what's going on in the news this morning? Well, the continuing government shutdown is a cause for concern for agricultural markets. That's because commodity traders aren't getting any daily or weekly export sales reports from the USDA. And those traders use that information to buy and sell commodities on a daily basis. The shutdown is also putting some important upcoming reports in jeopardy, like the annual crop summary for the 2018 corn and soybean crops, as well as the grain stocks and world agricultural supply and demand estimates, which are scheduled to be released on January 11th. Grain traders want those numbers because of reports China is getting back into the U.S. soybean market. Reports indicate China started buying our beans again about the 1st of December as trade tensions between the countries eased. And now that the holidays are over, Chinese food companies are asking for prices uh, for February and March delivery of U.S. soybeans. In December, Chinese, the China, China bought about, uh, about two and three-quarter million metric tons of our beans for delivery later this year. But so far, the Chinese haven't shown much interest in buying any other U.S. crops like corn or sorghum. But as cheap as corn is now, as we said, uh our corn is as cheap as any place yeah. in the world right now. And uh, there might be, hopefully, somebody's going to take advantage of some bargains out there yep. and move that price a little bit higher. All right, 17 minutes. Thanks, Scott. We'll get back to more farm news and calendar. We've got a lot of things coming up in the calendar now as we get into January and the meeting season. So we'll take a look at that as well. So a busy Friday morning, custom harvesters. We're going to hear what's going on in the custom harvesting industry our Pam Yonke down the southern part of the state before she took off on vacation. I had a chance to talk to some folks in that industry about what's happening in Wisconsin, the, the changes in the industry, and uh, beyond. And we also want to say good luck to all the young ladies from our area that are representing area fairs as they get set to head to Wisconsin Dells later this weekend on Sunday. They'll start the Wisconsin Association of Fairs annual convention. And, of course, at that meeting, besides talking about the uh, business of the fairs, we'll also find out who our next fairest of the fair is going to be. So, again, good luck to all those young ladies heading down to Wisconsin Dells for the weekend and early into next week as well. Again, we'll talk custom harvesting in Wisconsin next on WAX.
Premier Livestock in Withy will be having a special feeder cattle and bread beef auction on January 8th at 11 a.m. Expecting 600 to 800 head of feeder cattle. Always a great selection of feeder cattle at Premier Livestock and Auctions. There will also be a special dairy cattle auction on January 9th at 11 a.m. Featuring a very nice herd. Complete registered dairy herd dispersal from Karakesh Farms. 45 head, majority are Holstein, 5 red and white, 4 Jersey Holstein Cross, and 2 Jersey. 75 pound tank average SCC 150 tie stall cows and outside daily. Many other groups of top fancy fresh cows and springing heifers expecting 250 dairy cattle. Premier Livestock is Wisconsin's newest and fastest growing auction, selling two to 3,000 head every week. Check out their website at premierlivestockandauctions.com or give them a call at 715-229-2500. Again, premierlivestockandauctions.com or call them 715-229-2500. Scott Schultz here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And you know, Pam, I'm one who likes to look back at things and reminisce. And a lot of that reminiscing involves looking back at old pictures of people doing custom harvest work. We think of the black and white world of those photos back when we were kids, at least me, because, you know, I'm probably older than you. But, you know, I've been told that in some ways custom harvesting is a lot like those days yet. Yeah. You know, it's funny, Scott. Uh, fabulous farm bay Pam Yankee. You're at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I kind of chatted about that with a guy named uh, Rafe Jolie. He's a custom operator from Colorado. You know, there is actually an association that keeps those folks coordinated. And while we think about custom operators in Wisconsin as our custom choppers, maybe the folks that uh, have their own combine can come and take care of your acres, when you get out to the Plain States, it is a whole different look. And some of those black and white photos that Scott was talking about or that old uh, movie footage from almost the Dust Bowl days, those custom operators are still in existence today. And I asked Rafe, tell me what the lifestyle's like of a custom operator today. You know, it's changed a lot, but it's a lot the same. I mean, a lot of guys today, they're going to load up their equipment. They're going to start as far south as they can get, you know, down in Texas somewhere. Uh, the difference is it used to be you would go to a stop and you could sit in there for a week or two weeks long and never move, you know, and then you would make a jump up the roadways. Today the harvest is progressing so fast with uh, variety changes and the weather, uh, a number of, of issues that we might unload and combine three or four days and then you're moved on to the next stop. You know, it just it's a lot faster progression. Uh, the machine capacity is way bigger. You know, it used to be it took four machines to, to go out and combine a quarter of wheat, well, you'll do that with one machine in a day easy today. So you've got to cover a lot more acres in a shorter period of time. Did the weather throw any monkey wrench in things this year? The weather has thrown a monkey wrench in everybody's everything this year, uh, whether it be the grain forage harvesters, the wheat guys, you know, started out in a drought. There was a lot of guys never went to their first one or even two stops this year because there was nothing there to harvest. Uh, finally, a lot of guys, once you got north, Nebraska, Kansas, and on north, it seemed like they were able to pick up a little steam, find some work. Uh, I know there was also some rain delays that way as well. And then, you know, coming into this fall, Everybody has been, seems like, underwater, under mud, under snow. Uh, it has been the year that just won't end. Now, you mentioned stops. So as a custom operator yourself, custom harvester, how do you set up your stops? Is this just a longstanding uh, relationship that you've got? I mean, is there a contract? Because what people don't realize is for as long as you've been in the business, there's probably a lot of unspoken, unwritten understanding. You know, that's that's absolutely right. A lot of these start out, you know, you might run an ad in a paper or something. You'll go looking for work. Once you kind of have your foot in the door, you'll have a neighbor. You do good work. The reputation will carry you as far as anything. You'll, take, you'll go farther on your reputation than you will on an ad. Um, and I, I have forever. There have been a lot of handshake contracts. Uh, we're seeing some of that change these days. There's a lot more things written in contracts, expectations, both both directions. I mean, and that covers the harvester as well as the farmer uh, to make sure we're doing what we tell you we're going to do when we say we're going to do it, you know, Mother Nature providing. What other mitigating factors do you guys like to discuss up front? Are there certain size fields? Do you, Obviously, you have to know the crop. How many different heads do you carry along with you to switch from one to the other? Tell me a little bit about the logistics of doing this custom work. The, the logistics of custom work can become a real nightmare, as a matter of fact. I mean, uh, 
in combines, it's not un, unusual to have three, four, or five heads per machine. Now, you're not going to take them to every stop. You kind of figure out where you need which head and, and try to maybe strategically place them before you take off for the year because once you're in that combine, you're living in it for the year. I mean, it's, it's nonstop for the next six months of your life. Um, yeah. Now, six months, is it literally? Tell me about your season particularly. Uh, what crop do you start with? How far south? Do you get a break? Do holidays mean anything? Give me a little bit of that set. You know, in our organization, we've got members that are both forage and grain. Uh, the forage side of it, we've got members that will start in Florida. We've got guys that will start in, in California or Arizona, and they'll, they'll be chopping 10 months out of the year. You get on the wheat side of it, guys starting in Texas, depending on, on the drought or the rain, they may start the 1st of May or earlier, uh, depending on how far south they go, and they'll progress their way north with the wheat harvest until they get all the way up into North Dakota, Montana, uh, some guys will cruise on into Canada, and then most guys, once they're done there, they'll return typically to their base area or somewhere and, and start into a fall harvest, beans, corn, that way. So literally, you guys could be going 10, 12 months out of the year, depending on how far you want to go and how many heads you want to fool with. Absolutely right, and the other two or three months, you're probably in the shop working on your equipment, getting ready for next year. Right. Have you ever counted up how many acres your crew gets over in a year? You know, that's going to vary year to year. It depends machine to machine, uh, the spectrum of how everybody's operation set up. And what kinds of crops are most predominant when it comes to custom harvesting? Still, wheat, I'm imagining, but what other ones? You know, the wheat thing is kind of what everybody imagines. Uh, we're seeing a lot more corn, soybeans. You get in different areas, you see things like lentils and flax and all kinds of specialty crops. And that's really diversified. Uh, it's, it's helped the custom harvester, but it's hindered us because now all of a sudden some of the farmers can grow two or three crops in the same area, so they think they need their own combine. That changes the, the spectrum of what they're looking at. So I'm guessing you still have plenty of work. Oh, there's there's always work out there for somebody that's willing to do it and take care and do a good job. Now, like we were saying about the caravan kind of thing, uh, so what is the lifestyle like on the road? Uh, you know, again, like you said, a lot of it is just windshield time, not only to get there, but then once you get harvested. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you'll get up in the morning, you wind up sleeping. Some guys take campers, some guys will do motels. A lot of guys have leaned towards campers anymore, but you do. You move into a location, you unload the equipment, and it's nonstop, daylight till dusk, and then way beyond that, uh, because everybody wants to crop out in a timely fashion, get it out before the next rainstorm, before the next hailstorm, whatever, and you've got somewhere else to be. I mean, that's how you make your living, that's how you pay the bills, is get this job done and get to the next one. Big issue for all of agriculture, labor supply. Now, again, knowing what you've just told us about <laughs> you're, you're living in a camper, you're living in a motel, how is the labor supply for you guys and, and what you're asking of them? Labor is our biggest issue. Equipment can be purchased, you know. Labor is the hardest thing to come by. A lot of our members have started resorting to H-2A labor, foreign labor, uh, it's good and bad. By doing that, you open yourself up to a lot more Department of Labor audits, and you just open yourself up to a lot more risk by doing that. However, most of the guys that come over, foreign labor guys, are very good. Most of them are here. They want to work. They want to learn. They're hard workers. Uh, you know, in Colorado, where I'm from, I think we have like a 2.5% unemployment rate. We don't have that many unemployed people, and most of them that are unemployed, they don't want anything to do with agriculture. It's not the lifestyle. It's not... It's a hard work. It's a lot of hours, and you'll weed out the you'll weed out guys really quick. Um, so that's where's your where are they coming from? I assume that it's not necessarily Central America. Where are you seeing more of your uh, labor come from? You know, a lot of guys that I'm seeing on the cruise are going to be South Africans, New Zealanders, a few Australians, uh, a lot more of the European guys. There'll be a few Hispanic guys, but yeah, yeah. and any of them from an ag background, or they just have they're ready to work. Yeah, a lot of them do have some sort of an ag background, are, are doing something there. I know a couple guys in particular that will come up here and run forage harvesters during the harvest season here, turn around and go to New Zealand and run silage harvesters down there. So they're, they're using it all year long. So like you said, the labor situation, that's something that all of agriculture would like to see something get done on. Is U.S. Custom Harvesters involved in... Aside from the harvest, are you guys out in D.C. too? We do. Our, our organization, that's kind of been the focus of our organization the last few years is, is promoting some of these common sense changes, helping structure and, and give guidance because D.C. doesn't understand what we're fighting. So we have. We've spent a lot of time out there in the last several years promoting our cause, trying to get some things streamlined. H-2A is currently doing some streamlining on the H-2A process. So.
Does it serve you? Uh, do you ever have to be careful about hours? I mean, like you said, once you've got somebody kind of watching you from the federal side of things that may not understand your business, uh, do you have to monitor things differently now? Oh, absolutely. You know, you, you used to think about everybody just jumped in, you went and you went crazy. You have to pay. I mean, there are enough eyes on us that everything has to be by the book. Uh, that is, you know, I said that before. That's one of the things guys are concerned about with all the audits that you open yourself up to. You open up to a lot of risk and a lot of fines and fees if you're not playing it pretty straight. And again, that's uh, Rafe Jolie, who was actually down in Kansas City when we were down there at our National Association of Farm Broadcasters meeting. A lot of folks like that and uh, a lot of interesting things going on around the country. He's with the Custom Harvesters and uh, with some of the things they are going through as well. Interesting conversation between he and our Pam Yonke as far as what's going on with the custom harvesters around the country. All right, 29 minutes after 5 o'clock on this Friday morning, we'll get old Drew Williams in with the weather. We're 26 out there right now, give or take a degree or two. That's where we're at 5 o'clock, but I don't think it's changed a whole lot. But when the sun comes up and it's going to come up today, we'll get up to about 40 degrees. So that'll be nice. That'll be good feeling, that's for sure. All right, we got Scott back with us. And, Scott, what's going on in the local news? On the local side of things, Jackson County authorities are looking for a woman they say robbed the Jackson County Bank's Alma Center branch yesterday. Jackson County Sheriff's Department Captain Adam Olson said the woman, dressed in all black, entered the bank at about 1.13 p.m. and handed the teller a note demanding money. No weapon was displayed. The Alma Center schools were temporarily put on precautionary lockdown. Olson said the incident is similar to and might be related to a November 26th robbery at the bank's Black River Falls office. The woman was wearing a black stocking cap and black hoodie. She was described as being about 5'6 to 5'8", tall and weighing about 170 pounds. Eau Claire is set to hold its first primary for city council as a dozen candidates filed nomination papers for five at-large seats. Acting Council President Andrew Worthman and Councilman Terry Weld are seeking the council president job. The February 19th primary will narrow the list of candidates to 10 with a final vote for all seats on April 2nd. HSHS Sacred Heart and St. Joseph's Hospitals are formally affiliating with Oakleaf Clinics. The two organizations have had a partnership with each other for several years. The legal move will allow the organization to provide, quote, a strong and seamless care for patients, end quote, according to HSHS officials. A Buffalo County man is being charged with criminal animal mistreatment. Jeffrey Owen, 49, of Durand, was charged after a complaint that dead and injured pigs were at his farm, which houses about 200 to 300 hogs. Buffalo County Sheriff's deputies found about 20 dead and 10 other injured or sick hogs at the farm. Owen told a deputy he didn't have the energy to feed the pigs. Governor-elect Tony Evers says he'll follow new laws curbing his powers. Evers indicated that yesterday, only a day after saying he would not do so. The incoming Democratic governor said he thinks he'd be sued by those trying to force him to follow the laws if he rebelled against them. Lawsuits challenging the provisions are expected. And Evers is filling his cabinet. Former Obama official Andrea Palm will serve as health secretary. State Representative Peter Barca is set to be revenue secretary. And State Senator Caleb Frostman will be the workforce development secretary. Former aide Emily Amundsen will serve as the Department of Children and Families secretary. And Evers is giving the job of school superintendent to longtime Madison educator Carolyn Stanford-Taylor. Eau Claire area school district students will have a chance to earn a college degree while still in high school. Chippewa Valley Technical College is offering students at North and Memorial uh, the chance to earn associate degrees in business management. CVTC had success with the program at another high school and decided to expand it to Eau Claire students. The program will begin in September. And two women have new wheels and a year's worth of gas, thanks to Eau Claire Maury's Mazda's 60 Days of Giving. Sarah Sturtz is set to begin taking one daughter to chemo in Rochester for a rare bone cancer while caring for a second daughter living with an aneurysm and heart troubles. 
Kirsten Schrader, who also received a vehicle and a year's worth of gas to aid her four-hour commute to Minnesota to attend school for addiction studies. Kirsten overcame drug and alcohol addiction seven years ago and is a single mother. All right, good enough. So lots of news going on. And also, of course, Bolo's cabinet positions, Brad Paff from down the Melrose Mendora area will be the new agriculture secretary. And yep. So far, he's proven pretty good at hiding because <laughs> we've been trying to get a hold of him for two weeks yeah. now. And uh, he, he must be like me with his cell phone. He doesn't look at it. <laughs> it's been known to happen. Yeah, it sure is. So we'll get a hold of Brad and talk, uh, catch up with him one of these days. If you see him, tell him, tell him we're looking for him or we're not <laughs> quitting until we find him. <laughs> so we'll find out from Brad his thoughts as he uh, gets set to take this very important job, obviously, is head of the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection here in Wisconsin. All right, we've got about 26 minutes before 6 o'clock, and our weather this morning being brought to you by the Alliance Bank, and that means we go over to Skywarn 13 to check in with Drew Williams this morning, who's up and at him, and uh, got your swimming suit on this morning here, buddy? Maybe he's changing, I don't know. But... uh, (laughs) Drew Williams is supposed to be joining us to take a look at our weather forecast. We'll see if he he does pop in here. Every once in a while, he gets uh, hung up on TV a little bit longer. I don't know where he... Maybe he's trying to do his best Brad Paff in for in, imitation <laughs> and hide out on us. But anyway, Drew Williams is over in the weather room doing the weather. And uh, his forecast, uh, I think you're going to like that. We're going to get to about 40 today. And partly sunny. I don't know where all these Canadian clippers are and all those sorts of things that usually hit us about this time of the year. But uh, so far, we uh, haven't seen any of those. And uh, I don't know. If we had a hold of Drew, we could find out where they are. But uh, he's not answering the bell this morning. So we will continue to take a look at this weather forecast without Drew this morning. But uh, not too complicated. So I think I can handle it. Again, about 40 today, partly sunny. Overnight tonight, only going to fall off to about 25, and that's with clear skies. Sunny on Saturday, 38. Sunday, 32. Cloudy. Monday, 38. Maybe some precipitation flying around the area. And then on uh, Tuesday, look for temperatures about 32, still way above seasonal temperatures, and it'll be kind of a cloudy day. Right now, around the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're looking at 26 degrees. Again, going up to about 40 today under at least partly sunny conditions as we look at our weather on Wax this morning. Brought to you by... Alliance Bank, Osseo, Mondovi, Cochrane, Bluff Siding, and Gilmington. You know, it's never too early to start thinking about your crop inputs. Alliance Bank wants to help you plant the proverbial seed and be your financial partner. Alliance Bank has the flexibility and knowledge of agriculture to give your operation an advantage. And their crop input loan program has attractive rates and flexible repayment terms. Check out Alliance Bank online and learn more at alliancebank.us. And then talk to their experienced team of local ag lending professionals based in Osseo, Mondovi, Cochrane, Bluff Siding, and Gilmanton. Alliance Bank, an equal housing lender, member FDIC. If you're looking for a dependable used vehicle, come see the huge selection of certified pre-owned vehicles at Marquardt Motors. Hi, I'm Dave Marquardt. Every certified pre-owned vehicle we offer has less than 75,000 miles, is thoroughly inspected, and is backed by a factory warranty. Get value and dependability at a great price when you buy a certified pre-owned Chevy, Buick, or GMC from Marquardt Motors. We're online at MarquardtMotors.com. Marquardt Satisfaction by the mile. Mm Mm-hmm. Friday morning at Wax. Again, 26 degrees right now. We're about 23 minutes before 6 o'clock. And we've got some markets. We've also got Mark Hagedorn, Eau Claire County Agricultural Agent, is up and at him. He'll be with us. But, uh, Scott, you just we were just talking about, well, we should look at some calendar items. And you just got a text from Mindy down there at uh, Whitehall High School. Mindy what? Goplin. Yeah, Mindy always has something great going on down there yes, at Whitehall High School, of course. You know, she stands tall down there. Um, but <laughs> She sure does. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, big news down there is uh, that Chris Cruzy, of course, who uh, was the runner-up in The Voice, is going to be doing a three-show weekend on uh, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd at Whitehall High School. Really? With, yeah, with uh, funds uh, kicking back to uh, help out the... Um, 
FFA program down at Whitehall. Wow. Yeah, I wonder how yeah. she pull that off. Well, they're they're pretty cool people down down that way, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, in that Pigeon Falls Whitehall area. Three, three shows. shows, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Right. And uh, tickets go on sale at noon. Today? You can go to the Chris Crozy Facebook page uh, link uh, and find those tickets online. And uh, if it's anything like his first show up here at Barron in his hometown, you better get online quickly and grab them because they're going to go quick. Yeah, so... Whitehall High School, March what? March first, second, and third. March first, second, and third. They started out, uh, she says, with uh, uh, scheduling with the first and second, and then realized that uh, we can add another show, so they wow. yeah, added the third. You know, that's nice. The kid is coming back, and he's not jumping into the big time right away. He's still going to where everybody yeah. supported him in the small towns and things like that. So nice kid. He sure seems like a nice kid. So Absolutely. It looks like it'll be fun in Whitehall, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And we get any news on any other places like Whitehall <laughs> FFA putting Chris Cruzy. I will pass it along. <laughs> All right, we've got uh, other things coming up on the calendar. We mentioned earlier, next week, Scott and I will be down at Lacrosse for the annual Lacrosse Farm Show. That's on the 9th and the 10th. I'll be down there on the 9th. Scott will be down there on the 10th. At least that's our plan right now. The week after that. It will be the Rice Lake Farm Show. We will not be at that, but we will be in Marshfield in February and, of course, the Eau Claire Farm Show the first part of March here in Eau Claire. So uh, those are things that you can mark on your calendar. What else we got going on, Scott? Well, first of all, you know, I have to mention that you and I at our age, we don't plan out too far ahead. <laughs> Speak you know? for yourself. <laughs> well, hey, coming up this uh, next week on Tuesday, the 8th, uh, the Eau Claire County Land Management uh, or Land Conservation Division will be having their 590 Nutrient Management Workshop, um, and that'll be at the Ag and Resource Center in Altoona. And I'm sure Mark might have a little update about that when he talks with us later. And I'm sure you'll also have an update about the um, Wisconsin Agronomy Update meetings coming up. Uh, some of the local ones on the 9th at noon, they'll be in Wausau at the Marathon County UW Extension Office at uh, in Wausau. And on the 10th at 7.30 a.m., and I believe a little breakfast is involved with that, they'll be in Eau Claire at the Clarion Hotel uh, and uh, the Green Mill Restaurant up by the campus area. And um, that will be, yeah, at 7.30 a.m., on March 10th, and or January 10th, I'm back in March yet, but uh, January 10th, 7.30 a.m., and then the crew will be going to Sparta on uh, January 10th. At noon, they'll be at Jake's Northwoods in Sparta with the agronomy update meetings. And, what else? Anything else going on in the next week or so? Yeah, the, some of the... Uh, Big news in the dairy industry in the state. Uh, the Wisconsin Dairy Task Force 2.0 is continuing its next round of subcommittee meetings, and those are restarting. Um, uh, actually, one is going on today at uh, 10 a.m. down at the McKenzie Center in Poinette. That's the Markets co- Subcommittee. And the Dairy and Rural Community Vitality Subcommittee will be happening on the 7th. That's at 10 a.m. at the Wisconsin State Patrol Toma Post. And the following day, the Consumer Confidence Subcommittee will be meeting on the uh, January 8th at 10 a.m. also at that Toma State Patrol office. All right. So some things coming up on the calendar. Lots of things happening around the area. I know there are more meetings than that. If you've got some meetings coming up you'd like to tell us about, uh, we can tell everybody about on the calendar. Just uh, send it to us, waxbob at gmail.com. You can email it to us. Tell us about, uh, obviously, what, when, and where, and uh, we'll get it on the air for you. So, again, uh, lots of things coming up as we take a look at the farm calendar on this Friday morning. We're about 17 minutes before 6 o'clock. Again, 26 degrees, looking for a high today, right around 40, and some sunshine. 
Joe's Refrigeration is your full-service dealer and has the dairy cooling solutions that you are looking for. With over 60 years in business, they have an experienced staff to guide you through the planning process and have an installation team second to none. Their staff brings family values to work and wants your complete satisfaction. Reduce your labor costs and positively impact milk production. Give Joe's Refrigeration a call at 715-229-2321 or online at joesrefrigerationinc.com. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation invites you to take steps for cures at a walk event near you. Get started at cctakesteps.org. And as we said, Mark Hagenorn, Clark County Agricultural Agent, is with us this morning. We'll visit with Mark here in just a little while, but we've got a little market activity to take a look at. Where do we go first, Scott? <laughs> Let's see, we've got Mark Koger over at El Tuna's Market uh, telling us what went on in the last sale there. Choice beef steers and half a ton of light supply selling from 92 to 108. High yielding choice. And prime Holstein steers, 83 to 88. We topped at 89.75. Choice Holstein steers, 76 to 82. With your heavyweight and underfinished steers and heifers selling 76 and down. 30% of the slaughter cows here on Tuesday or Thursday, excuse me, selling from 43 to 50. We topped at 52 and a half. 50% of the cows selling from 30 to 42, with 20% of the cows selling below. Most of the slaughter bulls here on Thursday selling from 50 to 60. Thin, full, bulls over a ton, horn bulls and lightweight bulls selling below. 80% of the Holstein bull calves weighing 95 pounds and up here on Thursday selling from 30 to $90 per head, with the light and poor quality calves selling below. Feeder cattle from our sale held here on Friday the 20th of December. Uh, light sale due to the weather and the holiday season. Uh, Fancy vaccinated three to six hundred pound beef steers selling from a dollar ten to a dollar fifty three. The six to nine hundred pound beef steers selling from ninety to a dollar thirty. Fancy vaccinated three to six hundred pound beef peppers selling from a dollar to a dollar thirty. Your six to nine hundred pound beef peppers selling from eighty five to a dollar eighteen. And not enough Holstein steers on hand at the sale to test the market. Quick reminder: next special feeder sale here at Altoona Market will be Friday. The 11th of January. For more information on that sale or consigned cattle, give us a call here at the market. That number is 715-835-3104. Now this is Mark Cobra from the Equidale to an auction market. Have a great day. All right, Mark, you have a great day, too. Let's continue with markets at the Equity Barns on this Friday morning at Wax as we head over to Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Barn in Stratford. Good morning, Jerry. How you doing? Well, good morning to you, Bob. We're doing great. And, uh, uh, I know uh, it's uh, nice weather for us folks, uh, unless you're a snowmobile enthusiast or weather, something like that. But uh, other than that, uh, January's been good. So let's, uh, we're on the fourth year. We've got 27 more days to go like this. We'll be in good shape. I guess we will. That's for sure. Yeah, the cross-country skiers and all that sort of stuff, not a good winter so far for that. But in the meantime, we got to wrap up the week over there at Stratford to do that for us, will you? I certainly will, Bob. I thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. And a summary from yesterday, Thursday, and uh, this holiday-shortened week here at Equity Stratford. Uh, most markets on a steady tone. Uh, we did see some advance in the fat cattle market. We'll get to that in just a minute, but let's close out the cow market. High-yielding, uh, good, big, fleshy cows are selling mostly from 45 to 55. Extreme top on the cows this week did reach 58 and a half. Again, the majority of the cows, uh, those average flush dairy cows, they're selling from 35 to 45, and your thinner, plainer cows, uh, those are selling below 35. On the bull trade this week, uh, mostly steady. Uh, the better quality bulls are selling from 55 to 68, 73. Your lighter weight bulls, 50 and back. As I mentioned, a uh, little stronger market on the fed cattle this week. Uh, choice grading Holstein steers were selling from 75 to 88. High-yielding choice and prime-grade Holsteins from 88 to 92. See a top on the Holsteins at 93. Underfinished cattle, select grading cattle, uh, 74 and down. Now into the calf market, again, a mostly steady trend on the calves. Uh, again, very limited demand on the Holstein bull calves. Buyers very selective. 85, 220-pound Holstein bull calves are selling from 40 to 80. Fancy bull calves from 80 to 95. Heifer calves, very limited demand on those, 40 and below. Beef calves, in good demand. Buyers selective on quality, though, 150 to 300. And we did see an extreme top in the beef calves this past week at 360. Now we do want to take a look ahead at next week, uh, uh, beginning on uh, Monday, January 7th, full marketing week, four sales next week here in Stratford. 
Uh, next dairy sale will be in Thorpe. Uh, got a nice lineup of dairy cattle for that sale. If you folks are looking for uh, milking cows, open and springing heifers, shortbread heifers, we do have those on the consignment list for next Tuesday. And, again, also we'll have a hay and straw sale. Again, that will be Tuesday in Thorpe. All that gets underway at 11 o'clock. Our next feeder cattle sale here will be in Stratford next Wednesday. Again, you can view all the info on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Thorpe or the Stratford page. And 715-687-4101 is how you reach us by phone. So, Bob, that's what I have for you guys on Friday morning. Just uh, unbelievably nice weather, but, again, uh, enjoy it. Uh, I'm not real crazy about what's coming in on Sunday night and Monday, but we'll have to wait and see. uh, uh, Is it going to be all snow or rain? uh, Who knows? With a 38-degree temperature, you know it's going to be mixed, so we'll have to deal with it. We've done it before. We'll do it again. You have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds very good. You and Scott also, Bob. Thank you. There he goes. That's Jerry over there at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Bush Brothers and Company is looking for full-time, second- or third-shift plant operators in the Augusta, Wisconsin location. Responsibilities include all aspects of production, labeling, and shipping of food products. Experience with manufacturing equipment and forklift for material handling is preferred but not required. You'll be trained on multiple jobs. Compliance with quality and safety standards is a must. Must be able to work some overtime. A high school diploma or equivalent is required. Starting pay is $17.50. Pay increases as new skills are obtained. Internal postings can be a source for promotion into other career paths such as maintenance, technician, coordinator, and manager. Manager when performance and education requirements are met. Benefits include medical plan at $0 premium to employee, education reimbursement plan, pension plan, 401k plan, profit sharing plan, and others. Please apply in person, fax, email, or send resume with cover letter to Employment Team, 600 South Bush Brothers Drive, Augusta, Wisconsin, 54722, or email au underscore resumes at bushbros.com and fax 715-286-1140. Bush Brothers and Company is an equal opportunity employer. Mornings, too much to do, too little time to eat. Good thing there's P3 Portable Protein Packs, a perfect high-protein combination of meat, cheese, and nuts. Grab the more interesting way to get your protein with P3. And take a look at the rest of our markets on this Friday morning. March corn this morning up a penny at 380, as this corn is uh, some of the cheapest in the world, and soybeans up because of dry weather in Brazil. So March corn up a penny at 380, the oats at 279, March wheat up three at 517, and March soybean price this morning is higher at 917 a bushel. Soybean meal up 60 cents a ton at 317.30 a ton. Country elevator prices on our DTN screen at Golden Plump this morning down in Arcadia. Corn at 343 at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, 312 with the beans at 801. We've got Osseo at 315 on the corn and the soybeans at 801. Over at Stevens Point, 327 and 797. Elk Mount has the corn at 318, beans at 817. Sparta, corn, 326, beans 807. Ellsworth, $3 a bushel for corn, 791 for the beans at the ethanol plants. Boyceville, corn, 343. Stanley, 335 at the Richmond Grain Facility, 326. Cheese prices unchanged, 130 and a quarter for the barrels yesterday. The blocks, 141 and three quarters. Butter jumped three and a quarter at 225. January class three up two at 1432. February also up two at 1477. March up seven, 1514. April up three at 1551. May up four at 1585. Get unbiased results to choose the best seed for your fields from the independent first test. I'm Shannon Latham, talking first soybean results from Wisconsin. New Latham 2638 was the top performer for the GT27 category in the Arlington All-Season Test, topping 70 bushels. And two Latham numbers, 2539R2 Extend and 2482R2, produced over 80 bushels in Wisconsin South. See it all at LathamSeeds.com or call 877-GO-LATHAM. And on a Friday morning, Mark Hagedorn, Eau Claire County Agricultural Agent, is with us this morning. Good morning, sir. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Bob. Good to see you. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, folks over the last year or so have gotten some letters in their mailbox that they didn't want to get, that's for sure, especially in the dairy industry. And now they're getting more. What's the latest on the new round of letters going out? Yeah, I've been getting some questions from the country about some legal letters that they've been receiving regarding a, a payment settlement. And the the questions have been whether or not this is truly legitimate. I uh, did some querying with Mark Stevenson down in Madison, and he said, indeed, they are legitimate. So uh, what are they? 
The, if you may recall, back in 2006 and seven, Dairy America, a federated marketing company of associated dairy cooperatives and a handful of independent cooperatives reported export sales of non-fat dry milk on weekly dairy product sales survey. And this was a mistake because the product that uh, they wouldn't be delivered within 30 days of sale and then was supposed to be included in the survey and it thought it wouldn't reflect the current value of the product. So after all of this got juggled around through federal order prices, a lawsuit suggested that it was an attempt to manipulate the price of milk to producers. So um, what they're doing is making this adjustment and the the letter will initiate what the settlement is and how it will be paid out to farms which were producing milk at the time. Uh, it's not going to be a huge amount, mm-hmm. but uh, in the words of Mark Stevenson, it will certainly be worth the time and the value of the stamp to fill out the document and send it back so in. So if you did get one of those letters, fill it out, put the information in there, send it send back, it in, back in, there will be a little money coming. A little money with. coming. All right. So they are legitimate. Yes, All they right. are legitimate, Bob. All right. Good. That's uh, good. Thank you for that update. And uh, dairy meetings coming up. You've got uh, some coming now? Yeah, a good segue from what we were just talking about. Uh, next Wednesday, January 9th at 10 o'clock, we're going to have a meeting over in Dunn County that is going to delve into the new dairy RP structure, the MPP and livestock gross margin. We're going to have Mark Stevenson up in person to do this. Then we're going to spend some time... Uh, looking at cost of production analysis on the on the dairy platform. So if you want to come into Menominee at 10, it'll run from 10 to 1. Uh, we'll have lunch supplied by Bremer Bank. Then uh, the program will be rerun again up in Baldwin from 1230 to 3 at the extension office there. The other nice little add-on is we're going to live stream it out of Dunn at 10. Okay. So if you want to watch the presentation in Barron or Buffalo County office, uh, just contact Becky or Carl, and they'll be able to get you set up to watch there. So so the meeting in Menominee where Mark is going to be live, where is that going to be held? That will be at the Dunn County Extension office also. All right, and uh, the Dunn County Extension office now is, of course, out on the Edge of town out there. On, on Highway 12, yep. yes. All right. So that's uh, this coming Tuesday. Wednesday, Wednesday the 9th. Wednesday the 9th. All right. Yes. And I'll leave this with you, and maybe you uh, can, can, we can mention again we'll mention on it again. Monday. Just show up, or do they need to pre-register? I would su- suggest, if you want a meal, to give a call, because you don't get a free meal too often. So <laughs> give a shout. And, All right. Uh, call you or call Katie I would over call Katie and call Ryan. All right. So good enough. Get that uh, get that done. This would be a good meeting if you want to find out more about what those programs are all about. And in Eau Claire County, currently we're without a 4-H agent. Miranda Nelson has decided to do some other things. So what's the status of filling that position? Yeah, the the state 4-H program, cooperative extension, Eau Claire County are committed to the success of the 4-H program, and they really want to see it continue to grow and serve the youth of the county. So the county and the state have committed their support to filling the position, we anticipate the position to be posted within a week or so okay, out good. of HR down in Madison. Right. And uh, if you've got any questions regarding this process, uh, my suggestion would be to contact our area extension director, Catherine Emanuel. All right. So hopefully get that filled sooner rather than later. Thank you, sir, and we'll uh, see you next week. Sounds good, Bob. Thank you. All right. Mark Hagedorn of Clark County Agricultural Agent. 26 degrees right now. You're going to like today. Partly to mostly sunny, high about 40. Come and see what's new for the farm at the 41st Annual Midwest Farm Show at the Lacrosse Center on January 9th and 10th. See equipment, supplies, and everything else that you need to make your farming operation successful in 2019. Show hours are 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. daily with free admission and health clinics provided by Gunderson Health System. Entertainment will be provided by comedian and juggler Steve Russell. You live and work on the farm, so come and see what's new at the Midwest Farm Show on January 9th and 10th at the lacrosse center experience the all-new 2019 ram at chilsonmotors.com Wax 104.